Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It's a joy to be able to talk with you today. Thank you for tuning in to listen. Um, today, we're here, of course, Brent and I, but uh, we're also joined by John Hayes. Hello, everybody. Thank you for being here, my friend. Oh, yeah, it's a joy. Um, it's, uh, it's a blessing to be able to, to take some time and, and talk with you um, and some pretty exciting things coming up this week. So uh, thanks for being here to, to talk through them with us. Um, where do you want to go from there? I can make a cut here. Do you want to go to, do you want to go to him preaching or family service? Family service. Okay. Well, this Sunday, uh, will be the last Sunday of the month. And so we are going to be doing our family service, right? Where we have uh, our kiddos come in there. Would you just tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of the philosophy and, and the idea behind why we do that? And why that's an important thing for our church. Yeah, so the last Sunday of every month, we set aside to be our family service. And we take every other Sunday of the month to do age-specific discipleship of walking through what does Scripture say. And the last Sunday, we get to meet as a family, a multi-generational family, to study and to learn God's Word together. And so it's a day for us to sit with our kids, to sit as families. I'm going to get to show them what it means to be a part of a multi-generational body that worships God together. Um, and so I love it. it it's mm. so fun to see all the families together, to hear the kids singing. Mm-hmm. It is su- always such a joy. Yeah. You know, as we, as anybody with kids, uh, whether they're adults now or little ones still, everybody knows that, that parenthood can be a little messy. Uh, and that can be the case a little bit with our family service mm-hmm. is that, you know, your kids are, <laughs> uh, squirm a little bit. Uh, they may get a little bored. It may not be the Sunday they're most excited to come to, to, to service, but I believe it is a, a, among one of the most uh, enriching for your, our child, our children's lives. Uh, mm-hmm. And you think about how it's balanced into the rest of what you do. So I know a philosophy of, of children's ministry that matches with preschool ministry and student ministry is to work through the scriptures. Uh, basically, New Testament one year, Old Testament the next year, right, John? Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, and so the kids are getting a constant balance of the Word of God. But they get an opportunity to have a front row seat, uh, and not only a seat, but an active participant in a multi-generational corporate worship service in which they get to learn something that they can't learn even at home. Uh, in that, they get to see that their parents' faith isn't just their parents' faith, hmm. that their parents join together. It is a priority to gather in corporate worship, just as God's Word commands us to. Uh, they gather together with these other people that don't look just like them. So everybody doesn't look just like uh, mom or like dad or grandma or grandpa. Uh, everybody doesn't look just like uh, Pastor John, who teaches me and uh, my leaders. Uh, it's a multi-generational group. There's young people there. There's older people there. There's people that perhaps that child's really never interacted with. You know, you think about a first grader. Maybe they don't interact regularly with people that are of grandparent age. Uh, you know, they, their grandparent may not be living or living around them. Uh, and they have an opportunity to look over to the left and see uh, a senior adult worshiping the Lord, singing, mm-hmm. uh, leaning forward, taking notes. They get a look and see their their mom or dad, who they know is not perfect, but prioritizes this gathering every Sunday morning. So when they're in what uh, most of your kids call big church, right? Mm-hmm. When they're in big <laughs> church, they get to see what that's really about. The veil gets pulled back a little bit more. Uh, and, uh, and though, uh, the sermon they hear may not be as exciting or as tailored to what they normally get, 
they do listen and catch different things, right? And mm-hmm. John, tell us a little bit about that, of what, what you've been able to see. I know you helped to put the packs together that has an opportunity for notes, kids to take notes and things like that. Uh, but what are some things that you've seen perhaps from the kids' ministry perspective as you aim to be a supplement to the parents, discipling and, and, and walking out their faith in the home? Uh, what are some things that you've kind of gained as a benefit besides your leaders uh, you know, being able to also to gather in uh, with corporate worship, all of them on that Sunday? Yeah. Well, parents, I think a big advantage is you become the point person for these conversations. Um, you, your, your kids are listening and they have questions about, Man, mm-hmm. what, is it, uh, what does atonement mean? What are these, mm-hmm. these words that we hear? What does that mean? And that parents, you get to be the ones to facilitate that conversation with them. I think that's so valuable. Your kids are hungry to learn from you, mm-hmm. even though they may not always show it. Um, and for you to be empowered to be the one to have those conversations, I think is is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also really fun. We try to do some of the same worship songs in kids ministry on our Sundays that we know that we do over in big church. Um, and it is cool to see the kids ask for those songs on a Wednesday night or a regular <laughs> Sunday morning. Um, and so that's just been cool to see they are thinking, they're processing, they are paying attention. Even if it looks like they're just eating Cheez-Its the whole time, they are listening <laughs> and engaging. And that's just been a really cool side to see. Yeah. And, and you know, what I'm able to see when I tell people to turn to page so-and-so in their Pewback Bible, it's neat how many kids then are start flipping around and, mm-hmm. and uh, trying to find something. And uh, many of them do, and they find it, and you see them follow along. Uh, you know, I know when we, uh, what was it, two Sunday, two two months ago? Maybe it was last month when we started First Peter, and uh, or two, I guess it'd be two ago. I don't know, man. Whenever Time's we started flying. First Peter, it's... yeah, it was, it was the last, <laughs> we had our, our, our children with us, so it must have been last Sunday of uh, uh, of the month last month, yeah. so the end of October or That's near right. that. Uh, but anyway, there, I remember there being several students in the service, children, and they were there. They were following along, right along with the sermon. And uh, I believe your son was actually one of those that was following along, Stephen, mm-hmm. uh, in the service. And so, man, those things are incredible. And of course, with the last Sunday of the month, we always have Lord's Supper uh, that we observe together as a congregation. So our kids are able to see that as a front row seat. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not uncommon to have a baptism that su- that Sunday as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all these things are shaping in the life of our children. Uh, that's a great thing to have. So even mm-hmm. if you're going to be there this Sunday. And, uh, and you don't have kids with you, uh, take the opportunity to go and introduce yourself to those families. Mm-hmm. Uh, go over and say, thank you for being with us this morning. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. Make sure those kids aren't just viewing, but, but they're little adults. Uh, not little adults, but they're, <laughs> they're little image bearers uh, <laughs> that, that we want to make sure they are loved and we are happy mm-hmm. that they are in big church with us. They're not inconveniences. Uh, that's just a part of what discipleship looks like at that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so as we look at this text this week, John, we got John chapter, or John, we got First Peter chapter three, uh, verse thirteen through twenty-two. And and John, you're actually going to be preaching this Sunday. I and, am, and I'll be there to heckle you, of course. But uh, <laughs> thirteen through twenty-two, you've been working hard on this text and preparing. Tell us a little bit about some things we should be expecting as you unpack this for us. Yeah. Well, Brent, as you talked about uh, this Sunday, we we saw what it looks like to submit to godly authority, sorry, to earthly authorities mm-hmm. out of a respect for God. Yeah. Uh, and so now this next text addresses the question, what if those authorities I'm submitting to are unjust, mm-hmm. right? What if they're not people that I think I should be submitting to? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Peter in this passage will answer, 
Jesus himself submitted to unjust authority to the point of death yeah. and that he is our example. He is our hope that when we suffer, we are pointed to the hope of, man, Jesus is coming again to make all things new. And mm. that should be where our value is, our hope is, rather than being focused on the suffering, the persecution, which mm. is to be expected and is hard, but is not the end. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to get to talk through this passage yeah. this Sunday. Yeah, so John, you know, as you've been preparing um, over the past several weeks, getting ready for this, um, I, I know that Brent's been a huge help to you, um, mm-hmm. and obviously, in, in a way, you know, he's kind of uh, ha- handing you this and asking you to 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 be faithful with it. But he's also uh, helping to shepherd and guide you. And you know, at our 80th anniversary service, we had the opportunity for you to share. Uh, as a part of this this multi multifaceted story mm-hmm. of uh, what discipleship could look like, and so this is a maybe even another layer of that that's happening even on our staff, where yeah. we're having, you know, a, maybe a more seasoned preacher kind of handing the reins over a little bit and 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 helping to to guide you. So I, I just wondered if you would speak to even though Brent's in the room, uh, <laughs> if no you would, pressure at all, <laughs> if you'd maybe just speak to what that's meant to you, and maybe if if there's been any you know any new uh discoveries of of what that um what that process is like and how that can maybe impact your ministry down the road yeah absolutely well i'm super thankful brent just to be able to to learn from you and to see how you handle the word of god and you don't dodge um the hard parts but Mm -hmm. you embrace them and say okay god how are you wanting to change us Mm -hmm. um and so to get to sit under this text for the past couple weeks and to say okay lord how would you change me how would you change grace bible church that we would reflect you better um that's just been a a heavy but really fruitful experience Mm -hmm. for me um and brent just to see the way that you you are so wise and and how you see this applying um you know, our, in our meeting two weeks ago, it was seemed so easy for you to pull out your applications, whereas I feel like I'm banging my head against my computer sometimes. <laughs> um, but just to know that, that you've walked this path for so long and you have so much experience and um, just to see your heart for our church of wanting to push us to proclaim the hope that we have to others and to be bold about that um, has just been been really humbling for me to get to be a part of and um it's also been really encouraging. So yeah. it's been a, a fun process. You know, when I was in uh, high school, a, a guy named Blake Loy and Dan Diffie helped disciple me. And I remember my first, they gave me an opportunity to teach. We're going through the book of Acts. And I was like, what? You know, he's like, <laughs> next week, you know. And I think that was, uh, this would be hard for many of our people to believe, but it was like a five-minute sermon, three to five-minute sermon to a group of guys. And uh yeah, I was on a Nanus and Sapphira. I was terrified. And I was afraid I was going to get struck dead if I handled the text wrong as well. Uh, so uh, I either didn't, or God was gracious with me, or both. And uh, it was a it was a joy uh, to be able to have that opportunity and thinking, well, who am I to be able to do this? And mm. uh, and so then same same idea, you know, being able to to preach in big church or different different opportunities to see that there is a responsibility and a weight and accountability and a humility that comes through this, because in reality, uh, a, a, a charismatic personality or a, uh, you know, a person that, that may be rather engaging in their delivery, we can, we can engage the mind, but only God can engage and transform the heart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and only that can flesh out by the power of the Spirit in somebody's life. And so it's not us, it's the substance of the Word. Mm-hmm. So we want to honor that. And as you know, it, preaching is different than teaching in that we're, we are 
very much asking people to a response. We're not just engaging and educating. Uh, there's certainly a part of that. We're engaging the mind actively, putting the, mm-hmm. the food before them, uh, but we're calling them to response. And uh, in that this response is worth their changing of their lives. It's a response, as we see through First Peter, that may end up bringing marital difficulties. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it may bring uh, a change of their habits. Uh, and that's what it is as possessions of the Lord. So we're trying to not get in the way. I know you've done such a good job, John. That's why I'm so excited about this Sunday is sitting under and listening to your to, uh, to you as you you've studied hard on this passage. Uh, you know, I, I, I see the that you understand the weight of a passage and yet the joy and privilege to prepare it and mm. to pray over it and uh, to also guard your heart and mind as the enemy attacks this week, uh, trying to maybe discredit you in your mind or who, who knows how it will work. And, uh, but the Lord is greater. And so I'm excited to see uh, this word that you've been working so hard, this good meal you've been cooking and working on. I'm excited to be able to taste of it. Uh, and that's going to be a great time. So it's a joy to be able to see that that gifting in you, I believe, and to uh, to be able to see you start off in a right way with a reverent fear and yet a confidence in the spirit that he will feed his sheep through his word. And if an unbeliever is present, that, that he may bring them to life. We may witness a miracle of somebody coming to life in Christ. That's an exciting thing. Thanks, man. Well, church, we're looking forward to gathering this Sunday. And John, we're certainly praying for you and thankful for you, brother, all you do for our church and for our kiddos, especially, and uh, for our families. So Church, we'll see you this Sunday uh, to worship the Lord our God together.